0: we're in a series called The Game of Life, and we're looking at some real critical areas of our life that we want to win in. We want to win big time in these areas because these areas are the key to the success of our life. And so we've been looking at them, and every week Tony T. is giving us some bad advice. And next week it's going to be physical life, and I can't wait to hear what Tony T. has to say next week. And I'm following Tony T., and I'm going to give you some good advice, some, some sound advice, some biblical advice to help you win in the key and critical areas of your life. And today, I want to begin this message by asking you a question. And I want you to think about it. Don't, don't respond out loud. Just think about it for the next four or five seconds or so. Here's, here's the question. Are you happy? Just really think about it. Are you happy? Are you, I mean, are you really happy with your life? There's a journal called the Journal of Happiness Studies. They go around and they find out what makes people happy and what makes people unhappy. And they did this fascinating and very interesting study on what distinguishes really happy people from really unhappy people. And their study came when they found out what the thing was. They came out and said there is just one major factor. There's one factor that distinguishes really happy people from unhappy people. Now, here's what I want you to do, audience participation. In the next 10 seconds, when I count to three, I want to ask you to turn to your neighbor. And I want you to tell them what you think the answer is. All right. Everybody participating. I can see you. All right. One, two, three. Tell somebody what you think the answer is. Come on, just tell them. lean over and tell them what you think the answer is. Come on, that's not everybody. Come on, everybody, tell them what you think. Just tell them what you think the answer is. All right, all right, all right. Now, before I tell you what the factor is, before I tell you, let me tell you what it's not. It's not money. It's not health. It's not security. It's not attractiveness. It's not IQ. It's not career success. According to the Journal of Happiness Studies, what distinguishes consistently happy people from unhappy people is the presence of rich, deep, and meaningful relationships with other human beings. Friends, can I tell you that relationships are important? How many of you got that right? Lift your hand. All right. How many of you got it wrong? I'm, lift, lift, I'm just playing with you. no, no. <laughs> Rel- relationships are very important to our life. And listen, right up front, let me share this with you. The goal of my message today is to convince you of the importance of having spiritual friendships. That, that's my goal today because relationships are so important. As your pastor, what I want to see is I want to see everybody that calls People's Church, their church home, plugged into a community group. That's what I want to see. You get plugged in to having spiritual friendships in your life. Here's the deal, church. We all need spiritual friendships. I need them. You need them. They're, they're key to our life. Matter of fact, I would not be where I am today without spiritual friendships in my life. And I shared this with you last week. Just want to repeat it again. I'm I, I'm an introvert. I'm not some... Great people, person, kind of. I'm good with people, but, but that's not the energizing factor to me. I, I prefer to be by, my, by by myself. I'm energized by being by myself. Now, my wife, she's a, she's a social butterfly. She, she just enjoys, loves hanging with people all the time. And, and most pastors, a lot of pastors are, are just real socially and relationally driven. And I'm real task driven. I'm real task and structured and calendar driven. That, that, that's how I, I, I'm wired. And even though that, that I'm wired that way, I realize how important relationships are in my life. And I I choose, I make the choice to get plugged in, to have relationships, because they made all the difference in my life. When I gave my heart to Christ, there was a man named Jimmy Reynolds who took me under his wing. And he started a small group in his home. And I'll always remember what this small group was about. It was a small group on Sunday nights. We studied Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby. And can I tell you, in that small group, it laid a foundation for my spiritual growth. It laid a foundation for me as a Christian. That was so key to my life. I thank God for spiritual friendships. I think about Elector Pearson, who came into my life, and when I was in high school, and Elector was a college student uh, on fire for God, and he today we, we, we still talk some, he, he 's a pastor in Barbados today, and we, we, we were friends then, and, and man he, we would challenge one another spiritually. Matter of fact, we would race through the Bible to see who could read the Bible the quickest, Genesis through Revelation, then we would, we would hold each other accountable with that, and that, that spiritual friendship was so key to my life. I went off to college. And when I was in college in Arkansas on on a scholarship there, I I was connected in a church. And Pastor Robert took me under his wing. And he was the first person that gave me the opportunity to preach in front of adults. I had preached in youth groups before, but never in front of the church. And he took me and he mentored me. Matter of fact, it was Pastor Robert that taught me how to put together a sermon, the very first sermon. He he, he helped me with that. Then he had me come to the church and he had me preach it to him before I preached it to anybody else. I think he really wanted to know what I was going to say. But anyways, but, but he, he mentored me. I wouldn't be where I am today without that spiritual friendship in my life. I graduated college and God brought Lynn Wheeler into my life and many of you know him. We have him speak once or twice at the church a year and, and Lynn took me and he began to mentor me. I was fresh out of college and he, he taught me what it was to be a traveling minister and speaking in churches and how to handle and deal with pastors and relate with pastors. He taught me, he taught me what it was to operate ministry with great integrity. He poured into my life and I wouldn't be where I am today without that spiritual Spiritual friendship. We're still friends today. Talk three or four times a week. God brought Tommy Sparger into my life. He's another pastor in Missouri who passes a very large church there, and and we we talk three or four times a week. Matter of fact, Sunday right when church is over, he'll call me when his like his last service starts at twelve thirty, and he'll call me and we'll talk and we'll encourage. What one. one of us is depressed? Pick one, how many no pastors get depressed on Sunday afternoon sometimes. Amen. The saints can depress you sometimes. Praise the Lord and. But we'll encourage one another. We'll pick one another up. We'll, we'll love on one another. I mean, spiritual friendships. I wouldn't be where I am today without my community group that we meet every Monday. Right now we're going through a parenting book together by Chuck Swindoll, and we, we hold each other accountable. And I know tomorrow that I better be through Chapter 10 because we're going to discuss it tomorrow in our small group. And they help me be a better father and a better husband, a better man of God, a better pastor. Spiritual friendships are so key Our relationship and our growth in the Lord. And what I want to do today is I want to give you two points. Two points today. Point number one is this get connected. Get connected. Listen, in 2010, you will not win and win big time in your life without spiritual friendships. Robert Putnam wrote the book Bowling Alone. And he says that the single most common finding from a half century's research on life satisfaction. Now, this research was not gathered just from the United States, but from around the world is this. He says happiness is best predicted by the depth of one's social connections, relationships, spiritual friendships. We, we all need them. Hear me today. Hear me. You say, Pastor, in 2010, I want to get closer to God. Spiritual friendships. Pastor, in 2010, I want to be a better committed follower of Jesus Christ. Spiritual friendships. Pastor, I want to be challenged. I want to be held accountable. Spiritual friendships. Pastor, I want to pray for someone. I want somebody to pray for me. Spiritual friendships. Pastor, I, 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 when, when I'm going through a difficult season in my life, I want somebody to be there for me. Spiritual friendships. Pastor, I want to be a better dad. A better mom. Pastor, I want to be a better husband, better wife, better student, better employee, and better employer. I want, to, I, I want to grow like never before. Spiritual friendships. Hear me today, church. God created us. He wired us to have spiritual friendships. Here's our key scripture for it today that I want us to, to look at in Genesis chapter 2. <clears throat> Excuse me. Verse number 18. Here's what God said after he created Adam. Adam was alone in the garden. And the Lord said, It is not good for the man to be alone. Everybody shout alone. It's not good. It's not good for the man to be alone. How I many you know when people spend too much time by themselves, they get weird? How I many you know that? <laughs> there's some weird people out there, huh? You come on with some crazy stuff when you start hanging by yourself. It's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Friends, hear me today. Humans have this deep desire for connection because you know why? You know why we have this deep desire for connection? Because we were created in the image of God. The scripture says a chapter earlier in Genesis 1 in verse 27. It says, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God. Notice this, in the image of God, not not monkeys or apes or chimpanzees. In the image of God, God created man. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Now, hear me carefully today. Part of what it means to be created in the image of God is to have this deep desire for connectedness. You see, when I think about God, the Trinity... One God who exists in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I confess to to you today, I I will never figure out the complexity complexity of the Trinity in this lifetime, and neither will you. There's one God who exists in three persons. But, But when I do think about the Trinity... God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They've always been. The triune God, one God existing in three persons, always been. I think about God's desire and his need for connectedness. Connectedness. The perfect connectedness. The perfect relationship. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And friends, God created us with this same need. We were created in the image of of God. Being relationally connected is not optional. It's the desire we all have. And hear me today, this is one of the keys to spiritual growth. One of the major keys to your growth and your spiritual development is spiritual friendships. And in our society today, connectedness is often, oftentimes confused. It's a confusing thing in our society today. A lot of us have acquaintances and we have folks that we kind of talk to, casual, casual friendships and casual conversations. And we call them deep friendships. You know, conversations like, how's the weather? You believe we got 14 inches of snow? Me neither. How about some cowboys? Anybody pray for the cowboys besides me? Come on, Lord, help the cowboys today. (laughs) I I, I woke somebody up. What, the cowboys? shallow conversations. You know, today we are a technology-driven society. Let's get connected. And we got our computers and laptops and iPhones. And we try to call it, we call it staying connected. And right here we're on Facebook, my Facebook page. And I'm telling you what, I'm a blessing. I got some deep friendships. I got over 2,100 friends. Thank you, Jesus. Deep, meaningful, connected. Twitter. We can follow folks on Twitter and, and man, we can follow and connect it. Email. We can email somebody because we got to stay connected. It's the buzzword in our society. You got to be connected, man. Now, nowadays, you know, I, I figured out how to, how to text about a year ago. I'm slow, but I'm worth waiting on. And now that I know how to text, don't call me. I won't answer. I'll text you back. Do it good. How about yourself? Huh? Stay connected. And friends, can I tell you, there are a lot of people who call themselves connected, but they're not really connected. Because this is not what God meant. God meant when he said get connected. Because this is not spiritual friendships. Email and Twitter and Facebook and texting. That's not what God had in mind when he said, you and I, we need spiritual friendships. There are so many people who call themselves connected. And yet they're all alone. And God said, it's not good for us to be Alone. Number two is this. Number two is this. Don't stay disconnected. Don't stay disconnected. Did you realize that emotionally isolated, disconnected people are more prone to depression? They're more prone to anxiety, loneliness. Low self-esteem, substance abuse, sexual addictions, difficulties with eating, and difficulties with sleeping. Did you realize that? Now, 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 please hear my heart today. I'm not here to trying to manipulate you to tell you that if you don't get into a community group, that you're going to be depressed and your life is going to be messed up. That, that's not my goal. Not, not really. <laughs> say, Herbert, why is that? Why do negative things happen to people when they're all alone? Why why is there greater struggles when people are isolated and not connected? Herbert, why is that? Come on, give me the answer because, listen, I don't want to manipulate you. I'm just simply giving you the medical facts. I'm just giving you the statistics. This is what happens to people, statistically happens to people who are alone and isolated. You say, Herbert, why? Why does this happen? Well, God said it way back in Genesis. Way back in Genesis. He said, listen, it is not good. For man to be alone. I created you for spiritual friendships. I created you to be connected. I formed you in my image that you would be interdependent, not not, not by yourself, that you would be dependent on other people. You would need relationships. Now, if you've been sleeping with your eyes open, don't miss this next statement I'm going to say. This, this is so important, what I'm going to tell you right now. For, from studying this week, I found something out that was very interesting. I mean, now, hear me. This is, this is crazy stuff right here. People who have bad health habits, like smoking, overeating, bad, high blood pressure, or elevated blood pressure, they don't exercise, they have bad eating habits, but they're connected relationally. They actually live longer than people who have great health habits and are disconnected. Isn't that crazy? That's scary. I mean, that's a whole new meaning of it's not good for man to be alone. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. If you're a smoker, for God's sake, don't smoke alone. (laughs) Start a smoking community group. Hi, start a smoking, quit smoking by yourself. I release you in Jesus' name. Get connected and smoke together. I'm trying to get you to live longer. I'm your spiritual guide. Let me help you. Don't smoke by yourself another day. I'm going to run all the religious folks out this church. Amen. Our new model for small groups at People's Church is get in a community group or die early. That's the new tagline. I'm being facetious about the smoke in small group, sorta. But 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 here's the truth. Here, here's the truth. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. Being connected is so critical to your walk with God. Friends, when we live in isolation, we're more likely and listen, I know this to be true, and so do you. When we're isolated, we're more likely to be depressed. We're more likely to give into temptation. We're more likely to be discouraged. We're more likely to be self absorbed and spend money in selfish ways. When we're isolated and disconnected, we're more likely to to, to have self deception and deceive ourselves. When we are isolated, we're more likely not to read the Bible, not to pray, not to serve, not to grow, to get out of the habit of coming to church. Those things take place when we are isolated. And we don't have spiritual friendships. And God said way back in the book of Genesis. Hey gang. Hey gang. There's somebody who tried life by himself. I created him the first man. And I'm just telling you. It's not good. For you. To be alone. I want to share a scripture with you. In Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 19 through 21. This is a. A great scripture, and Paul lays some great spiritual framework here for our lives. Ephesians 2, verse 19 through 21 says So now, you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all God's holy people, you're citizens with the Jews. He goes on to say, you are members of God's family. You, you and I, us believers, us followers of Christ, we are members of God's family. God calls us a family. It's a scriptural thing when we shout, we're family. That, that's what we are. We're the family of God. And notice what Paul goes on to say in verse 20, together. Everybody say together. Notice it's together, not isolated, not by yourself, not being disconnected, but together as a family. When we're together, we are his house, house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together. We're together. We're called to be together. We're carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. The Bible says you, you and I, that we are members of God's Family, and it goes on to say that that, that together we got to be together. We are His house built on the foundation of the prophets and the apostles. You say, Herbert, what in the world does that mean? Well, what Paul is referring to and what he's talking about is the Old Testament and the New Testament, the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. He said, Listen, you guys are built on the foundation of the prophets, Old Testament apostles. New Testament, the, the Old Covenant, New Covenant. Listen, the foundation of our life, the foundation of our career, the foundation of our marriage, the foundation of our parenting, the foundation of our friendships should be built on the Word of God. That, that should be the foundation of our life. Together, together, our lives should be built around and on the Word of God. And then he goes on to say, and Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. Or the chief, some scripture says in the New Testament, the chief cornerstone. You see, what Paul is saying, listen, your life, your career, everything you do, your friendships should be built around the Word and on the Word of God and on Jesus Christ, who is the cornerstone of the foundation. You see, when they laid foundations back in biblical days, it it wasn't like our foundations today. You see, they had one brick that was more important than all the other bricks and that one brick was the cornerstone the chief cornerstone and that one brick would be laid down first and that one brick would bear the tension of all the other bricks it was it was the key brick and and it would unify all the other bricks, the, the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone. And, and Paul says, listen, your life, your friendships should be built around the word of God and around Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ should be the center. He should be the cornerstone. He is the most important piece out of any other piece. He's the key. And then Paul goes on to say in verse 21 that we are carefully joined together, 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 together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Notice that we are joined together. You see, Paul gives us analogies that you and I are the bricks. And when we come together, God is making us into a holy temple for the Lord when we come together. You see, when we have spiritual friendships, then our lives are stronger and they're better, but, and they're better and we're better people when we come together. And and the key is we got to come together. But here's how so many Christians try to do life. They they try to do it all by themselves. Isolated. I'm going to serve God by myself in my little corner. I'm not even coming to church. I'm not doing that church. I'm I'm by myself. I'm not getting plugged in. And and listen, you'll never become all God wants you to become by yourself. You need spiritual friendships. God has called us to be members of his family. He's called us to be together. together. And can I tell you what? When you're building a house a house is only strong if you've got a lot of bricks. You've got, got to have a lot of supplies. I mean, you won't ever find a good house by itself with only one brick. I don't want to live in that kind of house. I mean, you need a house that's together. The bricks are together. And I'm telling you what, when we are together, we are stronger together. Did you realize something, friends, that your life is stronger and the presence of God is greater in your life when we are together? Did you realize there is power in numbers? Listen, there's something called this corporate anointing that God, it shows up in a greater way when we are together. That is scriptural. That is biblical. That's why sometimes when we come together, you feel even the presence, presence of God in a greater way than you do in your house by yourself in your prayer closet because, man, God moves in that corporate anointing when we are together. Jesus said it like this in Matthew chapter 18 and verse number 20, for where two or three, you can't be all isolated and by yourself and experience this, where you are two or three are gathered together in my name around the foundation of the Word of God and around Jesus Christ. Jesus said, listen, I am there in the midst of them. Yes, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, but Jesus Christ is listen, I'm there in a more tangible way. In a a more powerful way, when you are together as believers, I am there. It might be at Jimmy's Egg, but it's around my name. It might be at IHOP, but it's around my name. It might be at Starbucks, but it's around my name. It might be in somebody's living room, but it's around my name. And Jesus says, when two, three of you, four of you, ten of you get together in my name, I am there. Spiritual friendships. You see, what happens is so many people in life, not only are they maybe disconnected, But there are Christians who only have friendships built around the world, built around their career, built around the cowboys. And the time of need, when you need somebody and you need advice for your life, you get some crazy advice. Because it's not built around the word of God. It's not built around the cornerstone of Jesus Christ. And you don't have any spiritual friendships, and, and your life is incomplete. You, you, you're about, yes, you're saved and you're on your way to heaven, but you're isolated. And you got whacked out views, and you do whacked out stuff, and you're not following God. Your life becomes a wreck and a mess because you're doing this thing on your own. Because your life is not built around a spiritual family that's built around the Word of God, that's built around Jesus Christ. And there's power when we come together. You can't do life by yourself and be all that God wants you to be we got to be together. we got to be together. I want to show you a video here of us, one of our community groups that are together, and how God has showed up and lives are being changed. See, that's why spiritual friendships are so important, because that's where life change happens. Not in a worldly friendship. That's where life change. That's where spiritual growth happens. That's how you get closer to God. God uses people to help you grow spiritually. Check out this video church being a bigger church um, it's hard to kind of establish those true friendships outside of having a community group so it's really helped us develop relationships in that so. my favorite part of community of community group is just the camaraderie uh, of everybody and just the closeness of the group and everybody can come and and just be themselves seeing friends and having fun i mean uh, game nights are uh, a blast here i mean uh, game nights are always fun you can definitely grow spiritually uh, you meet people that are believers and Christians just like you are, people who want to to uh, have a better relationship with God just like you do, and you, you kind of help each other and push each other and guide each other in that direction. It got us involved in church where, you know, in the past we weren't involved at all. It got us going to church regularly and um, helped us grow a lot, not only ourselves, as Christians but it helped our relationship grow a lot in Christ. Well, knowing that we have support of good Christian friends, that's nice to you know and that when you ask for prayer or something that they actually do pray for you. We have a boss together. I feel like we can be ourselves and so that it's good to have a group where you know each other and you feel like you really know each other and when something tough's going on, they're the people that bring a meal or make cookies or whatever and just to, to pray together and be real get connected. Don't stay disconnected. It'll make a difference in your spiritual life. Some people think, all I need is knowledge. Give me knowledge. Give me knowledge. And you can be the smartest theologian on the planet and not close to God. Any need spiritual friendships. Some say, well, pastor, this is a big church. I mean, the next service, there'll be a thousand plus people here on campus in the second and the third service. And that many here at this camp. I mean, pastor, I mean, I grew up in a town smaller than this church is. It's crazy. I started thinking, I pastor a church bigger than the city I grew up in. <laughs> Craziness. Pastor, I mean, if this was a small church, I could get connected. But can I tell you, a church gets to 7,500 people. At that size of the church, you won't get to know everybody. It's not about knowing everybody. It's about knowing somebody. It's about somebody knowing you. It's about being connected with other believers, that your life, your friendships are built around the Word of God and Jesus Christ. We want to help you do that because that's so crucial to your spiritual development, that you would get connected. Here's what I want you to do. If you have not filled out one of these cards, I would like for you to grab this connect.me card, the event tonight. where We're going to have ice cream, cold stone creamer ice cream and root beer floats in the back of the seat pockets there. Just grab this card and fill it out. There's going to be comedy tonight, games all across the building. We have games here. It's just going to be a fun night and give you an opportunity to get to know some folks, to get connected. You need spiritual friendships. You, 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 you've been isolated for too long. Get connected. There's an event called the Wednesday Connection starting this Wednesday night where there's men's Bible study, women's Bible study. There's a, just a co-ed Bible study. There's also a financial study. I believe it's too late for you to sign up for that because the materials, I believe, have already been ordered. Well, you can get plugged in. There's something for kids and youth on Wednesday night where they can grow spiritually. You have got to get connected. Please don't make your personality, the issues of life, the business of your schedule an excuse. It's imperative for your spiritual development and your spiritual growth that you have spiritual friendships. Don't stay disconnected. Father, I love you. I worship you.